Welcome to We Have Spoken, Chapter 7 and 8, Early Childhood Family Education. <laughs> or magic hand thing. That I'm was, not sure. Yeah. Should I call it magic hand? I'm not sure what to call it. Magic, magic hand thing. thing. Okay, well, mm, I, I like know. early childhood family education personally. I don't know. Let's we'll, do both. we'll talk about that Let's later. Um, How yeah, do you guys think I don't know. That's a long it. title. No, magic I mean, I got to call it something. Like, it's probably going to be magic hand thing because that's the thing that people will understand. And yeah. It's kind of low hanging fruit, but I think that's what I'll call it. But. Uh, anyway, yeah, so We Have Spoken, this is our final recording of We Have Spoken for this season of The Mandalorian, uh, yes. because we are talking about episodes 7 and 8, which are the last two episodes of the show. So, exciting. Yeah! Yeah, uh, what an ending. Uh, but also, I want to see more! Uh, I, know, I know, we need more. <laughs> we don't have to wait too long. In, a, in less than a year, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we start talking about uh, episode seven and eight, uh, we uh, there's a couple things I wanted to mention that we did not get to in our last episode uh, when we were talking about the prisoner. Uh, one thing I noticed at the end of the episode, Berg's uh, Berg, the big Deveronian, the big red guy, his who laughs horns, at everything. Yeah, yeah, the meanest things. Uh, his his horns were actually, like, sheared off by the doors that closed on his head. Um, so when we that's... When him in the prison cell. Well, yeah, yeah at, the, at the end of the episode, we see him in the prison cell, and he's like, ah, and he's kind of touching his horns. Oh, also, like, this hurts so bad. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, also, he... I think the rest of Mandalorian's whistling birds were used in that episode. Yeah, they were. They yeah, just kind of like so. randomly shot out, right? On accident. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he purposely shot them. He just didn't mean to shoot that many. Mm, maybe. So anyway, we I, I tried to count them and I couldn't. I think we figured out that there were twelve left. I think mm -hmm. they all shot off. No, there were twelve. There were twelve. Four of them. Oh, so there were eight left. Eight left. And I think they did all shoot off because in chapter seven and eight he did not use them, and I think he probably would have. Yeah, you know, probably. at some point, you know, he would have sent one to take down Moff Gideon or something, but he used them all up. So, darn it. Hope he gets some more soon. Mm -hmm. But he got some other cool stuff in uh, Episode 8, at least one other really cool thing for his oh, armor. Yeah. But, uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk that, about later. that So, So, yeah, let's start with seven, ep Chapter 7, The Reckoning, uh, directed by Deborah Chow. And uh, she had directed the third episode of the season also, the one where, actually the other episode where he goes back to Navarro uh, and uh, Navarro? delivers delivers Yoda, delivers oh, the Yodlet, yeah. the uh, but one. then decides the to one. escape with the Yodlet, yes. Um, and this episode was written by John Favreau, as are all of these except for uh, one or two of them, I think. Um, yeah, so... So this episode starts off with a uh, grief. Karga has a proposition for Mando, right? Bring the Yodlet back to Navarro, meet with the client, kill the client. Because it sounds like the Imperials are taking over, and grief doesn't like it. Because he's got a business to run, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in return for this deal, he says that Mando gets to keep the Yodlet. And, uh, and he'd clear his name with the guild. So, so we're off to Navarro, but we're not. Because... Mandalorian knows that he needs some backup, so Scug awesome. Hole. Go back to that Scug hole, all right? <laughs> Go back to Sorgan. And, uh, and Cardoon is, Cardoon. Uh, she's like, 
Ultimate Fighting with uh, yeah, it's pretty cool with it's a like WWE with yeah. boxing. <laughs> well, she is an MMA fighter, mixed martial arts fighter. Like that is what she, you know, uh, did for a living for a long time. I'm not sure if she still does it or if she's acting full time now. Uh, but she, I mean, that's that's what she does. She does fighting. Wait, like the actor. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. She's an oh, MMA fighter. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, a, and they're, and they're fighting in this, this restaurant. I mean, like this place yeah. did not seem like the kind of place that, where there would be fighting like that. Right. Um, it seemed like a nice cozy little restaurant. Like that one woman. With the, the really woman. nice yeah. server. She was actually behind the bar watching this fight. I, really? I um, noticed when I rewatched it. Yeah. I was looking for her that whole time. She was behind the bar. You see her really quick. Mm. It's really hard to see. Um, but yeah, she was there and, uh. And there's like this electrical band connecting them by their waists, but it's somehow physical. Like they can grab it and use it like a rope, but it's electricity. It's so weird. Yeah, it's I don't weird. know how that works, but uh, but yeah, that was really cool to see that. Uh, and she kicks butt, and she says, "Pay up, mud scuffers." <laughs> I love that. I love fantasy curse words. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, sci-fi curse words. So, you know, like, this is a thing that shows do. Um, and uh, Star Wars has plenty of them, actually. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Lots of them. Um, especially in Legends uh, that have made it over to canon. Criff is one that's pretty big. Uh, Carabast, right? Oh, yeah. Who knows what that means? Uh, Who you know, knows? It just means <laughs> dang it, right? And Mud Scuffers, it's, it's just sounds... It sounds so like an crude. Insult to someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there uh, mud in Star Wars? Oh, sure. well, there's there's mud on on Sorgan, right? Mm-hmm. Is it called muddy, mud? Do they call it mud? You know, I guess we could look up on Wikipedia and see if there's an entry for mud. I guess they I, do. I, I, mud I, scuffers. I think yes, there is mud. It is called mud. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. You know, and their grass is called grass. And their trees are called trees. Trees, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are called trees. I'm almost positive. It's weird. It seems like they'd have another name. Another, well, they don't have a different name for everything. It'd be kind of weird if they had a different name for mud. <laughs> no, but, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't? Okay. It wouldn't. They're no. in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, well, I know, but they speak English. <laughs> okay, that's I mean, that's they speak true. English, so I guess if we were actually there... If this place were real, they wouldn't speak English. No, they wouldn't. We are listening to a translation of it when Tangents. we watch the movies. They're speaking basic. Tangents. They're speaking basic. Right. Oh, Not good English. lord. How could we be... We are nerdy geeks. Like, what is the... De- it's just... Oh, the things we talk about. I was reading a book <laughs> called Turtles All the Way Down. Yep. And this... um, The main character's friend is obsessed with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And she, like, writes, like, Ray Chewy fan fiction. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. And she keeps on correcting her friend, like, <clears throat> no, it's, everything in Star Wars is past tense because it happened a long, uh-huh. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yep. I added one too many long there. I said a long, long time ago in a mm. galaxy a yeah, long time. one long, two fars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, so Mando says, "Hey, come with me," and she says, "If anybody runs my chain code, I'll rot in a cell for the rest of my life." So basically, a chain code is your like what we would call it your social security number, your ID, the number that is you. That when someone looks it up in a database, it's you, right? And the chain code in 
contains information, right? Including your age, right? Oh. Um, because what, we, yeah. That's what Mando got. The for, only the only information he got about. Yeah, but that's Mando got Baby Yoda's chain code, but he didn't get all of it. He didn't get the whole chain code because only part of it was available. Only that's right. Last four digits. That's right. Well, at least that's what the client gave him, chose to give him, right? Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And we see later in uh, episodes, actually later in this episode, uh, some stormtroopers ask them for their chain coats. So that's kind of cool. I like that little, that in-universe, you know, information, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, this is how it them? works. Uh, what happens when they ask her? Oh, him? they only ask for Grief Kara's, and he gives it to them. They, they don't ask for the other oh. ones, yeah. Um so, so then after she says this about her chain code, Mando says, I thought you were a veteran. And she says, I've been a lot of things since. Most of them carry a life sentence. So wow. since, you know, it's only been five years since Return of the Jedi, but it sounds like for the last, you know, four years maybe, um, since the actual Civil War ended on Jakku, um, sounds like she's been doing some, some stuff that the New Republic would not like. Uh, and she does not want to come with. And then all the Mandalorian says is, he's no warlord, he's Imperial. And then she says, I'm in. in. (laughs) (laughs) She gets to go back to doing what she likes the best, killing Imperials. (laughs) She is just so, uh, it's, it's, yeah. So then they're off to Navarro. But they're not. Because they have to stop somewhere else again. I love this. I love, I love these pit stops. I love that all this was set up. You know, and it wasn't set up that long ago, but I just I just love seeing these planets again. Yeah. These people again. Like when uh, we saw like the previously on, there was like so many characters and we were like, wow, they're all coming back yeah, in this episode. Right. Yep. Um Yeah, so So they're they're going off to Arvala Seven and the Yodlet uh kind of peeks down at them at oh, Kara so and cute. Mando when they're talking below deck. He just kind of looks at them, and then his head disappears, and he goes and drives the ship like a toddler would drive a car. <laughs> Not good. Uh, so, so then that's when Mando says, "Someone has to watch him," uh, or I think Kara says, "Maybe like someone's got to watch him. Like we need someone to babysit." So they go to Arvala Seven, and they're getting the gang together. Not back yeah, together because yeah. they haven't been together yet, but they're getting the gang together. So, uh, so they go to. To Queel's place, and Yodlet has a floaty thing again. Did we miss that? Did we miss... Floaty thing? No. <clears throat> Queel did... made him one. No, no, before that, he had a little floating... When they got there, he was in a floating little toddler little toddler box. Yeah, right? that never got destroyed, mm. did it? Oh, it's not the same one that was on Navarro that he saw in the trash. Oh. It was like just a box. Maybe it was just like a shipping container or something. Maybe. And he just asked him to make it more comfortable, but then he's like, no, I'm making him a new one. Uh... Which I love. So so um, there's some information about the Yodlet when they talk about kind of what what is this thing, right? Uh, Queel says it hasn't grown much. Well, they haven't been gone that long, but okay. Uh, it hasn't grown much, and Mando says I think it might be a strand cast. But you don't, you never know. It could have grown a lot. It could have been a lot of time because you don't know because the Mandalorian's face is always covered and Baby Yoda ages super slowly so you never know. Well, Kara looks the same. It doesn't seem like she's been on that planet for a super long time. That's true. And, you know, maybe it's like been a month. Yeah. You know? which Babies can grow quite a bit in a month. That's true. That's true. But Um, but he's not a baby. 50, so. 
True. <laughs> grows pretty slowly. Um, so anyway, yeah, Mando says, I think it might be a strand cast. And then Quill says, I don't think it was engineered. So a strand cast would be something engineered, like a clone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a strand, like a genetic strand, uh, like a certain strain of genetics, and then like, cast off, right? Like something that didn't work the way you wanted it to be, like the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they'll oh, call yeah. the Bad Batch strand casters or something like that in, in Clone Wars and... Uh, you know, we'll be like, ah, Strandcast. And then Quill says, I've worked in the gene farm, the gene farms, like genetic farms where they, oh. I don't know what that means. Uh, this one looks evolved too ugly. <laughs> so meaning like, uh, like he evolved naturally, like, you know, like he's not like something he's not that perfect. was constructed. Yeah. Which it's so funny that Quill says too ugly. I because love it. he's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> and Quill is an ugly knot. <laughs> it's not coincidence that his name starts with Ugg. Um I mean, like I think oh. I think when they named the Ugnots back in Empire Strikes Back, it was yeah, it was it was meant to evoke the word ugly. Um, anyway, not that I think Ugnots are ugly. I would never say that. Um, because I think pigs are adorable, pigs uh, and are I think adorable. I think Quill has he's got some some rugged good looks. Yeah, he's not know? ugly. I mean, he's basically he's basically Nick Nolte with like, some Nick prosthetics. Nolte? Nick, Nick Nolte is the voice of Quill. But who's Nick uh, Nolte? He's a very famous actor. Oh, okay. You you wouldn't recognize him if you saw him, but um, but you'd say yeah, that looks kind of like Quill. You know, like you could okay. see yeah. Um, Anyway, I'll show you a photo of him later. Uh, so, so then IG-11 comes back, and Mando and Kara think, you know, oh no, IG-11. But then we see a flashback, which is why I wanted to call this episode Early Does Childhood Cara Family know Education. IG-11? She knows he's an assassin droid. Yeah, they must be well-known enough. Because then later we say, we, we, uh... We hear Grief Karga say, I love assassin droids, or I love IG units, or something like that. So so they're well known. Um, and yeah, this, this flashback cements the fact that this show is about parenting. Um, so we see Queel reprogrammed IG-11, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, he... he basically kind of reborn you know he was reborn almost right and he kind of had a blank slate yeah he had to learn everything uh-huh. again it was like a baby yep and and actually when psychologists talk about the human brain they call it there's this theory of the blank slate or they always they say tabula rasa which is latin uh blank slate for blank slate um and uh and yeah so we see him learning how to do things, simple things like walk, and then learning how to pour a big thing of sludge into a a big you know uh, bowl for uh, the blurgs to eat out of, and then we and see to drop a container not on an animal. Yeah, first drop it on you know not not caring about other beans, and then realizing oh if I can avoid squishing this bean, I should right. Um, I should avoid harm whenever possible. Uh, and also, like, how to pick up a cup 
and pour from one cup to the other. And anyway, th- these like are all kindergarten it, stuff. <laughs> it's no, it's like early child ECFE, really which is, is where I used to work. It is also kindergarten stuff, but it's even earlier than that. Like when I where I used to work with toddlers, like two year olds, like we would teach them how to pour from one cup to the next. That was like a big thing that they would learn and how to treat other kids and it's why it's not okay to hit and it's not okay to push them down and oh look at their face they're sad you know like um this it's just these basic things it's so funny i I texted you couldn't look at the dead animal's face no but (laughs) mcquill can say you just killed this being and you didn't need to um and he did you could see quill kind of going like this pointing his finger like no you know you look at what you just did yeah um Anyway, I texted my my friend uh, Elizabeth, who has a uh, worked in ECFE with me, and I asked her if she'd watched The Mandalorian, and she's like, "Yes, I loved it." And I was like, did, "What do you think of this scene?" And she's like, "Yes, exactly. This is this is what we did in the infant toddler room, you know." Like, <laughs> yep. She she also completely thought that when she saw the scene. So anyone who's ever worked in uh, with early childhood, you know, stuff and um, and the way the way Quill talked about. Uh, you know, I, what did he say, uh, with, uh, I, sh- I should have, I didn't write down the quote, but he said like, uh, through positive reinforcement and repetition, I taught him, you know, and I'm like, this is like, it's like out of the textbook of ECFE. It's so funny. Um, you know, whoever wrote this knows their stuff about how to, how to teach toddlers <laughs> stuff, you know, it, it's John so Favreau. funny. Right. John Favreau has kids, you know, maybe he went through a program like that. Um, so cool. So, so yeah, so this, this idea of nature versus nurture is also kind of what's like the Mandalorian says it's his nature to be this way. Right. And, and Quill is like, no, I've taught him not to like I programmed him and, and, and I've also taught him to not be a, a murdering droid. Right. Yeah. And do you, do you understand the, the argument of nature versus nurture? Have you heard that before? No. So nature is that like your brain is the way it is and nothing can change it. And you are going to be who you are. And, and, uh, your genetics basically dictates that, right? Like you don't, you don't get to make a choice and what your parents do doesn't really matter. You're going to be who you're going to be. And nurture is, is, you know, saying, it's like, kind of no, nice both. Right, I think I think it's not all one or the other. Um, it's it's like it's like how you're born and like situational things. Yeah, that like make you who you are. But it's a mix of both. Uh-huh. It's not one or the other. Right. I mean, there's definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, just to finish what I was saying, yes, nurture sorry. is no. It's okay. Uh, nurture is you know like um, teaching, right? Teach your kids how to how to behave, how to you know why it's not okay to hit, why you know all this these basic things that we teach as parents. Um, so with a droid, it's more like programming versus nurture, and you know it doesn't it doesn't translate exactly. Um, but I think we also see this with with the Odlet uh, later in this episode. We see <laughs> we do you know like y- he has to be taught like no no you can't force choke force somebody choke <laughs> just because you know uh, just because they're gonna try to beat your dad basically in a mm-hmm. arm wrestling battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I just love that. In this flashback, one thing I thought was really weird was when Quill went to go see, like, the aftermath of this big fight in the first episode, the hole in IG-11's head was still smoking. That seemed really weird to me, because there's no way... (laughs) There's no way he didn't go there, like, that day. The hole wouldn't still be smoking. 
in his head. So that bothered me that they added that smoke in there. But I, I guess didn't even see it. I get it. I mean, they wanted <laughs> to make it look like, uh, hey, remember that his head was shot? You know, like kind of more of a uh, a narrative choice, right? Like a uh-huh. like to to tell the audience something, and less of a choice where like would it actually be smoking? Probably yeah. not. You know. Um, so yeah, Queel says he staked it as his own in accordance with the Charter of the New Republic, which is really cool. I just love that we get that little bit of uh, that. There's a Charter of the New Republic, uh, like a, a set of rules, right? And it's kind of this one's kind of like a finder's keepers rule. Like if you find salvage uh, stuff that you can salvage, uh, if you're a scavenger, you know, like on Jakku, it's it's not illegal to take things from you know, ships that have been shot down and, you know, like you can stake it as your own, which I thought that's kind of cool. The new, the old, the new Republic to have a rule like that. Oh, I did write it down. Queel reinforced IG 11's development with patience and affirmation. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then we get the actual pronunciation of Queel, uh, because Mando calls him Ugnot and he says, I have a name. It's Queel. And he says Queel, like we've been pronouncing it the whole time, because it is the end of the word squeal. So for all of you out there in podcast land who are mispronouncing it, wow, <laughs> I'm sorry, it bothers me. Um, but it's okay now. Now we have the correct pronunciation, quill? quill or queel. And it's like, no, it's it's queel. It's the end of squeal, queel. Um, so squeal, like a pig, right? Pig squeal, oh, yeah. yes, he's big, big man, <laughs> Ugnaught. Yeah, big man, you know? I mean, big just... man. Does everything a pig can? Uh, yes. Boots <clears throat> and rolls in the mud. Oh, good one. Gets so, out and rolls right back. So I love. So, so back to when Yodlet chokes Kara when she's arm wrestling yes. Mando. Kara Dune says the thing that that I said so much in ECFE and also I still say as a pre-K kindergarten teacher, that is not okay. (laughs) Which is like the nice way of saying like, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. That's wrong. You know, it's like this, this kind of like a, almost like a passive aggression. That's not okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it means bad, but we don't like to say that's bad. Right. So we say that's not okay. (laughs) But the way she says it, she's like, that is not okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like a parent would say, you know, she's like, yeah. she's like Mando's, like the aunt that comes over and be it's like, <laughs> that's not okay. You let your kid do Definitely. that. Definitely. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, and then, and then, and Quill. then Quill's like, no, you know, this is, Quill's he doesn't know like, any better. Hmm, interesting. Uh, no, he says, hmm, curious. And Kara's like, curious? He almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she that's is right. so mad. She's like, Ugh. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, so Quill makes the Yodlet another carrier. Um, and, oh, we learn that a shock tr- shock trooper is also called a dropper. They call they call Kara a dropper a couple times, and that's because like she said they they drop them in like they would basically parachute in, and then do something you know they'd be dropped in in the middle of the night, do a covert mission or something and then get out. Uh, so she's a dropper. There are people in the military called droppers. Are they people jump from planes? I think. Uh, maybe I don't know if they call them a dropper or not. Because um, they drop down. Yeah, it's possible. 
so they get to Navarro. I'm kind of skipping ahead, skipping around here a little bit. Um, but they get to Navarro, and Grief is there with his backup also. And, and IG uh, came, and he's taking care of the Yodlet now. Well, IG's back on the ship, but the Yodlet's with them when they're walking to Navarro. Right, yeah. And then they're camping, and those big bird things, pterodactyl things, attack. And a um, couple of the Blurgs get taken away, unfortunately. And a uh, couple, of, one of the, one of Grief's backup people get taken away which oh well um but but grief gets this <laughs> big scratch that? yeah what well, i feel bad for the blurks and i feel bad for the bounty hunter <laughs> okay that's fair so but uh but grief gets a big scratch yeah, and the poison really is hurt. spreading and, and it's really and, they can't find a way to save him they think for sure he's gonna die well it's and, the funniest and thing the yo that walks up walks, walks up to him and and he says he's trying to eat me <laughs> so funny and he's healing him so then he heals him and that was when that was the first time we ever saw force healing. In, I knew it. Uh, I knew in it. In canon, basically, or or well, you know, someone said uh, <laughs> after the Rise of Skywalker came out because we spoilers for the Rise of Skywalker, we see force healing in that as well. Um, but yeah, before we watched this episode, I'm like, we have to watch this episode before we see the movie. And your mom was like, why? And I'm like, because there could be something in it that relates to the movie, right? That like gives us a hint for the movie and she or was something. Like, in this like, Are show, you kidding me? in this exact episode that comes out like the day before the movie comes out, you really think there's going to be something in here <laughs> that relates to the movie? And then there was. <laughs> I kind of agreed with her. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. There probably won't be. <laughs> well, there was. But there was. I, I cannot believe that that was coincidence. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had that planned. So. So yeah, that was cool. Um, and the second I saw that snake and that I saw the wound on the snake, I knew. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep. So anyway, uh, back to the Mandalorian. But I thought it was kind of obvious in the Mandalorian in the second episode that that baby Yoda was trying to heal him. That he had the ability to. I thought, yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty obvious. Yep, yep. For sure. So And he also knows. And he knows the other eyes, Skywalker. Oh well, yeah, that too. Um, but but how does the Yodlet know that he has that ability? Has he been trained? No, I you know? think. Well, I. I mean, he has to. He just he can't just know, right? I it's made been the fifty con- years. Yeah, I made the connection about like how I don't know. I don't think I said this on the podcast yet. Mm. But how baby Yoda when he force chokes Kara, mm-hmm. you know how babies. When they're first starting to learn how to use their voice, mm-hmm. sometimes they scream yep. and they hurt people's ears, <laughs> yep. but they're just trying to learn how to use their voice. So that's True. the same thing. Yoda, Yoda is just trying to learn um, how to use the force, Sure, but he's hurting Kara. More ECFE. Well, that is true. That is true. I'm um, also like, y- you can th- think of it a little bit, a little bit of a different way, um, but similar to what you're saying, I think like uh, a kid wants a toy. And another yeah. kid has that toy, and the kid doesn't want to harm the other kid. That's not the intent, but they want that toy, mm-hmm. so they push the other kid or they punch the other kid without thinking about how it's going to feel for that other kid. They just yeah. want the toy, um, and this is more of a protection thing, I think, because the Yodlet was protecting. He thought he was protecting. <laughs> yeah, he thought Mando. Um, so. Uh, it's a little bit different, a little bit more, um, I think, evolved or nuanced than what a toddler would do, right? More mm-hmm. like a, like a dog, I guess, right? 
would protect their owner if someone was attacking their owner yeah. and even or if it seemed like someone was right um and not not maybe making that connection or not having the social cues to know like oh like obviously they're not really fighting you know mm-hmm. um he's just too young to understand that yet so yeah um you know he used the force on the on the the mudhorn and later on in episode 8 and you know like i i feel like there's i don't think it's all instinct like i'm thinking maybe he had some training or somehow knew that he was able to do this like yeah. if you don't know you're able to do it like ray didn't know she could use the force so she didn't right you know luke didn't know he could use the force so he didn't you know you kind of Maybe maybe Yoda's species just doesn't have to be told, you maybe. know. And also in the Clone Wars, we do see babies using the Force, um, in the episode "Children of the Force." But were they told they had the Force, or did they just find that out on their own? Maybe they just you know found it out on their own. Who knows? Questions that might be answered in season two. So uh, we meet with the client. Oh, actually, so no, they're walking to Navarro and. Grief uh, kills his guild members because they were going to kill Mando because that was the plan. But now that he was healed by the Yodlet, he's on their side. For realsies this time. <laughs> For realsies this time. Um, and they sort of uh, they sort of believe him, but what choice do they have, right? So then that's when they send the Yodlet back with IG-11 and pretend to have him. And they meet with a client at the cantina, and he has... Uh, a little, I feel like he has too much of an appreciation for Beskar, Beskar. Like, what is his deal with Beskar? Why does the client, like, he's like, your Beskar looks so nice, you know? <laughs> like, he's just all about, you know, he's all about it. So, so he gives a big speech about how everything was better under the Empire. And then he ends his speech with, let me see the baby. <laughs> Like, what? (laughs) He just wants to see the baby. And Grief's like, it's asleep. (laughs) And he he says, we will be quiet. (laughs) You know, like, I really want to see the baby. We will be quiet. And then Grief says, I don't think so. And then the client says, I just want to see him. He is so very cute. (laughs) And then Grief says, I think we should leave him alone. And the client says, I want to hold him. I want to snuggle him. I want to run my fingers through the soft white hair <laughs> on his adorable wrinkled head. Was that last and part then, actually in there? No, <laughs> no, of course not. But that's honestly like he just, you know, I just love the way. And actually, in 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 real, in real life, Werner Herzog loved the Yoda doll. Like, whenever they did, like, press tour stuff and interviews, he would always talk about how he just loved the doll. And and there was a chance that they were going to do the CGI instead of the doll. And he said, you cowards, you know, like, why would you do that? The doll is perfect. And he would just talk about how the doll is perfect (laughs) and beautiful. And so it's like, it's so funny that the client is like, I want to see the baby. We will be quiet. Please open it up. And then he gets a phone call, and so he, he has to go. I want to hold him. I want to hold him. I want to run my fingers to the soft white. So, anyway, before they can press the issue, he gets a call. It's Moff Gideon, and now the client and all of his stormtroopers are dead because Moff Gideon just opens fire. 
And a troop transport hovers up, which is awesome. We've seen that in Rebels before. That's based on a. So cool. It's based on an old toy from like 1980 something. Um, a Star Wars yeah. toy. Yeah. <laughs> which was silly, you know. It's like it's like this thing where the, you could put the stormtroopers on the side of it, and then you'd roll it. It's kind of a silly toy, but then they canonized it in Rebels, so they're like, yeah, let's use it in here too. Uh, and Moff Gideon flies in on his foldy wing Tie Fighter. That was pretty cool. Folding wing When those wings folded? I don't know what to call it. Wing. I think it probably has a name, but... Uh, I wish there were episode guides. Like, I wish they did, like, Rebels Recon episodes. You know how they did, like, a whole oh, yeah, episode cool. on YouTube? Like, a like a ten-minute episode for every Rebels episode. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't they those do something like, like that? Those are, minutes long. These are, like, 40 or 30. Right. I don't know why they don't have some sort of, like, behind-the-scenes, interview-the-actor stuff like that for this show. Yeah, it just it boggles my mind. I don't I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Um, it it really disappoints mind. me. I mean, like <laughs> because it's not like there's going to be like a DVD release where there's like special features and that comes yeah. out. You know, like when else are we going to see it? I I don't know. People have probably done research and made them online. Well, yeah, there's fan stuff, yeah. but I want it from Lucasfilm. Um, anyway, so Moff Gideon says it uh, that he wants the child, it means more to me than you will ever know. What? I don't know what that means, and we never find out. Um, <laughs> so they this, this episode covered a ton of ground, and I think it could have been spread out. I wish they would have done... What do you mean we will never find out? Oh, well, we don't find out this season. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, he didn't yeah. die. That's true. Uh, I just, I wish. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they could have spread this out a little more. Maybe they could have gotten rid of the gun gunslinger episode. And I don't know. I, I just, I wish they would have spent a little more time on all of this stuff. Um, I mean, it's great. What we got was awesome, and I do. I, I enjoyed every episode I watched. Um, but I think, I don't know. I just, it felt like they did so much in this episode. They could have done a little more, taken a little more time. But uh, Chapter 8, Redemption, is the next episode. Directed by Taika Waititi. Written by Jon Favreau. Taika Waititi is also the voice of IG-11. And he is also the director of Thor Ragnarok. So, um, this episode starts off ridiculously it's amazing <laughs> so uh the comedians jason sudeikis and adam pally are the voice of these scout troopers who are hanging out on their speeder bikes after they picked up oh i didn't even mention <laughs> yeah i didn't even want to talk about it maybe maybe that's why i didn't Quill mention died. it but at the end of episode mm, at the end of chapter like seven quill died um he was shot and they picked up Oof. the yodlet and now the these yeah, these Quill scout troopers. Yeah, because was trying to bring the Yodlet back to the ship, mm -hmm. but they intercepted the transmission. Yeah, and then they went after him. Yeah, and then he got and shot. He died. Yeah, super sad. That was a really sad bummer ending to that episode. Yeah, Ugh, that was. Uh, that was that was really sad. We all we were very hopeful that he was not actually dead, but he was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to me though that just these, like these somebody scout who we thought died, but we've never seen if they did or not. A certain somebody. Phasma. No, no it's in the Mandalorian. What's her Pop name? Pop quiz. 
Mandalorian. Oh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Yeah, yeah. No, she's not dead. <laughs> I don't think she's. Oh yeah, dead. she is. I don't think so. Um, anyway, she so really shot her. it's it's funny to me that these like these ridiculous stormtroopers are in possession of the Yodlet. Yeah. You know, like of all the people to trust. You know, and like Moff Gideon's like, they're not calling them in like to the town yet because Gideon's not ready for them yet. And I'm like, uh, but I love that they're they're like doing target practice on that little can or whatever. And none of them, they can't hit it at all because they're stormtroopers. Oh, it was so silly. So, so this episode started off really funny and it reminded me actually of, of how episode one, uh, started off. Not that it was totally funny, but there was the the mithril right the blue the blue alien that was kind of silly you know yeah. um he was he was pretty funny and i remember anna that you know and i think i felt the same a little bit we all kind of felt maybe a little bit of this uh i don't remember liam if you did or not but just kind of like yeah this didn't seem totally star warsy you know his character but when i watched acted, it again over yeah. oh over on, on, new years? on new year's yeah I I I was okay with it more okay. because I knew the Mandalorian yeah. as a show, sure, and I knew he wasn't as serious as I thought oh, it would be, yeah. and so I feel like I it was it was better for me because I don't know I mean I just thought it was going to be a super serious show of this guy who only works alone, mm, sure, but then you know Baby Yoda's in there, yeah, he has yeah. a lot of friends, he feels emotions, yeah, like. It's, it's not that kind of show, so I felt better about the alien, the blue alien guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, humor. so how did this work for you? This, I loved this it. Scene. It was hilarious. Liam, what did you think of the scene of the Skytroopers? I loved it. Okay, all right. I did too. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how they did it, and how they made it so that I loved it. <laughs> but um, now this episode says it was written by John Favreau. My guess is this first scene was actually written by Taika Waititi. Um, I have a feeling that this is his his scene. <laughs> I think um, I heard somewhere that like Thor Ragnarok, like Taika Waititi just let the actors improvise a lot. Oh yeah, like he didn't give them a bunch of script. He that's was just true. like improvise. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like and maybe maybe that's. I mean, these are like maybe. professional comedians playing. Yeah. Uh, scout trooper. So maybe that's part of it too. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It was so, so, and then, you know, and it was hard to watch them punch that little, little Yoda. Yeah. Punch in the bag. Um, which makes it even more satisfying when IG 11 comes up and mm-hmm. just completely destroys his, yeah. <laughs> slams the guy against the, <laughs> gets the speeder and then he says to the old that was unpleasant i'm sorry you had to see that <laughs> oh it was good and oh, then, and then <laughs> oh that it's like so funny okay so so mm. so and then he's riding yeah. on the speeder bike yeah. and the little yodel's right there and he's just like <gasps> and Looking i saw a meme where it was just like now this is pod racing <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 totally um <laughs> it's, it's yeah that's it it's that so is, funny i do love that that scene but that scene doesn't that actually doesn't happen next 
I know. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, it was but funny. But it is. It is. It is funny. Um, <laughs> no, there's quite a bit of episode before that scene happens. You, you think it happens right away. Like, in my mind, I think so, too. But then when I watch back, I'm like, oh, where is where is IG-11 in the Yodelet? No, there's And I have bit. only seen this um, once. That's so true. I need to see that's this true. again. Yeah, you, you both need to watch this again. Uh, so then Moff Gideon's speaking to them in the cantina, trying to convince them to come out. And he mispronounces the word unfamiliar. How many R's does unfamiliar have? One. One. Does he say unfamiliar? <laughs> yes, he does. Here, I'm going to play it for you. If you are unfamiliar with this weapon. Come on, Moff Gideon. No, and, and you know, this could be like a, a, a regional dialect thing. Like, uh, I know that, you know, in certain parts of, of the United States, and I think even in uh, certain parts of Europe and uh, England and stuff, uh, they say like washing machine instead of washing machine. Washing. Even though there's no, washing. even though there's no R in wash, they say wash, and that's just a regional dialect thing. Washing. But I don't think they say unfamiliar. Um, Is that kind of like drawing? Drawing. 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 People say drawing. Drawing. They say drawing for what? Drawing. They do. Yeah. They say drawing. I'm gonna draw. Yeah. What? I've never heard that. Drawling. Like a drawl. Like you're talking in like a drawl. Oh, well, that's a southern drawl. A southern drawl is kind of like, hey, I'm talking in a drawl. No, but they're right? not like that. It's like, oh, I'm, they're saying, I'm drawling. I'm, gonna, I'm drawling a picture? Yeah. I have never in my life heard that. I don't think that's a dialect. I think that's just uh, um, some kids who don't. It could be a dialect thing. Really? Yeah, it could be. Drawling. <laughs> Growing up, uh, my brother Dave... <laughs> Sorry, now I'm making jokes about Dave. Uh, but I think this is just, just not understanding how a word is said. I don't think anyone else says this. But instead of cartoon, he said cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's laugh Carn-tune. at Uncle Dave. No, <laughs> anyway. That's funny. Anyway, anyway. Unfamiliar. I, say, like, I say bagel. Well, that's that's a that's a but regional that dialect a thing, but dialect. you're not speaking in our region. I'm not speaking in this region, though. I'm speaking. Somehow you're uh, you have like a New York accent, but it's bagel. <laughs> it's not bagel. Bagel's hard to say. Or, it's bagel. 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 I don't know what bagel. Ac- bagel. Dialect bagel. Is. Anyway, Anyways. he uh, very nonchalantly, Moff Gideon name drops all of them. Cara Cynthia Dune of Alderaan, and Cara Cynthia is all one word. So her first name, I think, is oh. Cara Cynthia uh, Dune, and she's from Alderaan. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone needs an if extra. I don't think anyone one... needs an extra reason to hate the Empire, but now that makes a little more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this whole section. Everything he says is just boom, 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 boom. I know boom, it was what? so fast. Oh it's gosh, so fast. Gosh, That's gosh, why I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the decommissioned Mandalorian hunter Din Jaren has heard the songs of the Siege of Mandalore when gunships outfitted with similar ordnance laid waste to the fields of Mandalorian recruits in the Night of a Thousand Tears. They're talking about the Let's weapon. Let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> What does he mean by decommissioned Mandalorian hunter? Um, he is still a Mandalorian. He used to be a Mandalorian hunter, but now he's decommissioned, meaning he's no longer a Mandalorian hunter. Some official body said, you have lost your commission. You are no longer a Mandalorian hunter, but you're still a Mandalorian. Now you're a bounty hunter. 
I don't know. Maybe he meant decommissioned like he's no longer in the guild because he stole the Yodlet back? Maybe. I don't know. Din Djarin. That's the name. That's the name that I've known this whole season because mm-hmm. um, because he, he said it in, in an interview. Um, but, um, but, oh, well, uh, I, I just didn't want to say it because I'm so smart. Well, no, I mean, I just heard it and I'm like, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to say it because Lucasfilm had not been advertising it. So I'm like, yeah, we won't say it either. Um, but I mean, they did let the interview come out. So it wasn't that big of a deal. It's not like it's a big reveal. We don't know anybody named Din Djarin. Okay. So he has heard the songs of the siege of Mandalore. So, um, the Siege of Mandalore is a thing that we've heard of before, although the Siege of Mandalore that we have heard of, um, well, it could be the same one. Um, gunships, gunships outfitted with similar ordnance, like the E-Web that they set up, this big gun, uh, laid waste to fields of Mandalorian recruits in the Night of a Thousand Tears. Um... We'll talk about the timeline in just a second. The, the last thing he says is disgraced magistrate grief carga. A magistrate is just like a, a government official, kind of, right? So he maybe was like the governor of a town or something like that, you know? The mayor of a town, the governor of a region, and he's been disgraced. So now he's the head of a Mandalorian, or a head of a bounty hunter's guild, right? Um, so not a lot of info for grief, but that's fine. Um... Kara says, we cannot surrender. They'll upload me to a mind flare. To which Grief says, those aren't real. That was just wartime propaganda. What are mind <sighs> A mind flare. So Who that's, said they won't yield? Grief, Grief <laughs> says they're not real. So a mind, mind flare. So something that, like, you know, destroys your mind, basically. Flay means to, like, cook. And this is a... The mind flare is a thing in D&D. Uh, it was referenced in... Um, Stranger Things, and there's a one of the beasts in Stranger Things. They actually call the Mind Flayer, but this has never been said in Star Wars before. It does remind me a little bit of Borg Gullet. I think Borg Gullet <gasps> yeah. could be called a Mind Flayer, um, so maybe it's Borg-gullet. related to that. Borg-gullet. Borg-gullet. So, uh, Borg-gullet. it's Moff Gideon. Uh, and Din Djarin knows that it's Moff Gideon. Kara says, he. I thought he was executed for war crimes. I don't know why she thinks that. Uh, Din was gives his backstory here. He was not born on Mandalore. Mandalorian is not a race. It's a creed. Creed means like a thing that you believe, right? Kind of like a religion, but not a religion. Uh, kind of like a community? Maybe. I don't know. Like... like- it could people be people who all have like have the same culture and maybe same beliefs, right? So I'm trying. I was trying to think like if there's a thing like that in our world. Um, you you could say I guess that any religion that's really strongly tied to a place, right? Because Mandalore is a place. So you could say I wasn't born in Israel, but I'm a Jew. I'm not mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. I'm a person could say that, right? But yeah. Judaism is not a race; it's a creed, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. A certain race to be no, it's a Jewish. It's well, religion. it is, but that it's also it. so it's a creed and a religion. And yeah, similar things. Right. It is a religion, but you, but yeah, but it's also it's also a creed. 
I don't know. Like I, I felt when I was thinking about like what's the closest thing. It, I don't know. For some reason, that spoke to me. You know, if if I'm way off base, I hope someone tells me. Um, if someone else has a better uh, analog metaphor for this, uh, let me know. Because I don't know. When I was thinking about it, that's what came to my mind. Um, because you know, uh, Mandalorians don't all look a certain way. Anyone can become a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? Um, but not it's by still, choice, but anybody could. Um, uh, they maybe they could by choice. Really? Uh, maybe. I'd totally become a handle. <laughs> Would you really? Uh, doesn't seem like this is not the way for me. Uh, no, but, it would not be the way for me either. So, Depends so what clan in, in our yeah, sure. In our flashback, in the flashback that we see, the Mandalorians who saved Din are Clan Vizsla. We know that because they have the Clan Vizsla. Uh, insignia on their shoulders uh so he says i was a foundling they raised me in the fighting core so maybe there's like a fighting mandalorians there's healing mandalorians who knows right are there you know you know it's like a society right can't all be fighters um i was treated as one of their own when i came of age i was sworn to the creed so who knows what age that is, but when he came of age, he was sworn to the creed. The only record of my family name was in the registers of Mandalore. Moff Gideon was an ISB officer during the purge. Which is Jaren. That's how I know it's him. Right, Jaren. D-J-A-R-I-N. Is that his family name? That's his name? family name. Or is that his Mandalorian last name? No, that's his family name. How do he we doesn't, know that? I don't know if he has a Mandalorian name. You know, that's a good point. Well, he says Din Djarin. I mean, that's his family name. That's, that's how he knows where... It, well, yeah. Oh, okay. He knows my family name. You but know, how does he know it's Grief Karga? <clears throat> I mean, how does he know it's Moff Gideon and not another he hears the person? Right. Well, because plot. I mean... <laughs> um, so, okay, because plot. Here's the timeline thing, okay? In the Clone Wars, Mandalore is taken over by Darth Maul. Well, he's just Maul at the time. Right? And Death Watch. Okay. Uh, this is in season. And we're about to watch this that in, season. Yeah, we are. That yeah. arc, yeah. like probably tonight. Well, I'm not sure if we're going to quite get there. Oh. We're we'll get there though. Uh, but yes, so this is in season five of the Clone Wars, and then um, at the end of this big arc where Maul takes over Mandalore uh, with the help of crime syndicates and stuff. Uh, and then Sidious, Ahsoka's like, boom, 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 bam, bam, bam. And then... No, Ahsoka's not even in those episodes. Oh, I thought she fights <laughs> him. No, it's been a while. Um, no, 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 but she fights him sometime. Oh, you're thinking about the Ahsoka book, Liam. At the beginning of Ahsoka, the novel, Maul and and Ahsoka fight on Mandalore. No, during I've seen... the Siege of Mandalore. You know, no, you saw no, you saw you know? it at the at the the trailer for season seven, Liam. That's the trailer for season. We're going to see that. We were going to see that. <laughs> yes, we're going to see the siege of Mandalore. Wait, we're going to see like Ahsoka and Maul fighting like yes. at the beginning of the Ahsoka book. Um, I'm not sure if it's that exact same fight, but we will see them fighting. It might be the same fight. Um, because remember when we cool. when they meet in in Rebels, he calls her Lady Tano. Remember, like they know each other. He'd met her before, right? And and it was because of this. And they fought uh, each other. Because so of the siege of Mandalore. Well, who knows, right? Okay, so during the Clone Wars, we have the siege of Mandalore. Okay, and this is when the we assume 
the Republic comes and kicks. Wait, because Mandalore is still <laughs> ruled. Mandalore is still ruled by Death Watch. Mark. I'm so confused. I don't know. So, but but um, but if it's during the Clone Wars, then Moff Gideon wouldn't be Moff Gideon. So I have a feeling that there is a siege of Mandalore that we'll see in the Clone Wars, and then another siege that happens after we see Mandalore in Rebels. So there's right? two sieges. Because I think so. I think so. Um, because under in, in Rebels, we see it under Imperial rule, but Sabine helps to lead a revolution, and Bo-Katan becomes the leader of the Resistance on Mandalore. Right? So at some point during the original trilogy time frame, the Empire must do another Siege of Mandalore, and that Maybe includes the Night of a Thousand Tears. That's a so good point. So is Din Jaren on Mandalore during the time of Rebels? Right? He he would be a little bit Wait. older then, right? My friend said that I don't know. Bo Katan uh-huh. is the armorer. Because their helmets had similar similar things on them. It is possible. Did Seriously, their have s- but it's like, actually possible. Well, the helmets look. I mean, her helmets have like a little more of an owl look to them, and Bo-Katan definitely has kind of an owl look to her her eyes and stuff. Her um, but it's not the same helmet for sure, right? Yeah, she didn't have the little the same nubs plan, on top. The little she was part of Death Watch, but then she left Death Watch but anyway. She, yeah, yeah, once Death Watch was taken over by Maul. Which, you guys have kind of forgotten those episodes, so I don't want to yes. talk about them too much. Yeah. I just I remember this like... cool prison cell. Oh, And then, like, Bo-Katan yeah. and, like, mm. three, and, like, Obi-Wan or something. Mm. And, like, they free each other or something. Oh, it's, like. it's so good. Something like that. I love That's that arc. I remember. They love they that free, arc so much. Um, Satine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then all is well. Ha, uh, ha, 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 Moving on. And then Obi-Wan Din was saved by... moment. They sure do. Uh, Din was saved by some Mandalorians... Related to Clan Vizsla during the Clone Wars. We know that much too, timeline-wise, right? Because there are battle droids on this planet. That was during the Clone Wars. He was a kid. Eight years old, maybe? Something like that. Um, So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this timeline shakes out. Uh, And then we get Baby Yoda's wild speeder bike ride. Yeah! Well, that's a lot that happens. I know, right? And... uh, and this distracts all the troopers who are aiming at the cantina. And then their big fight happens. Din grabs the E-Web, starts shooting at the troopers. Boom, 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 The death boom. troopers are huge and cool. Uh, yeah. I love seeing them in action again. Uh, they blow the door on the cantina. Gideon shoots Din. I'm going to call him Din from now on. Shoots Din in the head. Uh, and then he shoots the E-Web battery, which blows up and almost kills Din. Gets Basil. dragged back to the cantina. This time IG-11's there in the Yodlet. They're back. They're all holed up again. Din's gonna die. Tells them to leave. Flame Trooper comes in. Yodlet holds the fire back, much like Kanan did. Uh, yeah, but he's stronger than Kanan, I guess, uh, because he pushed it back. Actually, and it Although, was a smaller explosion. That's it wasn't true. Even it was just one. It was one flamethrower. That's it. Wasn't true. an that's explosion. True. The pressure wasn't I, as hard. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Kanan. Good. Good point, Anna. He was so, so. amazing. Um, so then they all leave. IG-11 stays with Din, and Din he's says, gonna take off his helmet, but Din says no. 
No living thing no has seen my helmet. Seen me without my has helmet. Has seen me without my helmet in... Since I swore the creed. Since I swore the creed. Like, I can't do that. Uh-huh. And he says, I'm not a living being. Or it says, I'm not <laughs> I'm a living not a, being. I'm not a living thing. Yep. A living thing. Yep. So then he takes his helmet off and gets a little little spritz of Bacta. A little Bacta spritz. Oh my gosh, and his face is so bloody. Yeah, we see his face. And, you know, the only thing we hear him say, the only thing we actually see his face say is, you mean my brain? (laughs) Because IG-11 says there's some damage to your central processing unit. (laughs) (laughs) And then IG-11's like, I know that was a joke. It It was meant to lighten the mood. Um but it's funny. It's a funny line, and it's just like, ah, uh, just seeing just that little bit of his yeah. face. It's just like watching back at other episodes now, like, and, and thinking of that face under the mat. I mean, we knew what he looked like, right? Yeah. But it's just to see him in the, in the show, I, I'm really glad we got to see his face. Me too. Yeah, Liam? I kind of thought we weren't, but yeah. yeah, it was, I liked it when we did. It was well done. Um, and it feels like, like an honor. Yeah, right, is. like that. We are living things, and we saw his face. Yeah, you know, it feels almost like we shouldn't have. Yeah, it feels a little weird. <laughs> it does. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it just feels kind of like like sacred, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it is. It is to, to it the Mandalorians. It feels so weird. Um, so, so they go down to the sewers, and uh, they find we fun. <laughs> Yay! They're splashing around. Going in the sewers, uh, and they find like they find the covert. His life. Baby Yoda's having the time of his life. Splashing around in the sewer, mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So they. It sounds like the Imperials came to wipe out the Mandalorian covert right after they revealed themselves in Episode Four, because you know uh, he says we're gonna have to re- you, you're gonna have to relocate the covert, and this is the way, right? That's what they say. So they must not have relocated fast enough. I thought they were going to leave. Because. Because a big pile of armor just sitting there. They all died? I don't think all of them died. Um, She said some got away. She said. The armor said some got away. Yep. Hopefully some. Hopefully. Got off planet, I think she said. Um, So. Wait, and how didn't she die? I don't know why she didn't. She said hopefully, yeah, some, uh, some of the Mandalorians may have escaped off world, she says. So, it was a big fight. Who knows what she was doing. Uh, but uh, she said she will stay until she has salvaged what remains. So, she's going to take all the armor and melt it down. Because you can't, you know, can't leave good Beskar laying around. you got to save that stuff. Take that the, the Mandalorian wanted. Can't mm-hmm. leave good Beskar right. laying around. Oh, my gosh. So, the Mods have to make another Mandalorian song. <laughs> so... Uh, so the Mandalorian says about the Yodlet, its species can move objects with its mind. And she's like, oh yeah, I've heard of these things called the Jedi, and Mandalorians fought wars against them, right? And we know that uh, she name drops uh, Mandalore the Great, which we heard about in Rebels. That's the mm-hmm. person who, Mandalore the Great was the person who designed, the first Mandalorian Jedi who designed the Darksaber. Dark was the Mandalorians named after him? I guess. I don't know. He was called Mandalore the Great. Um, oh, he was Tar Vizsla, right? That was his name, Tar Vizsla. He was of Clan Vizsla. Um, but they also called him Mandalore the Great. 
And remember, there's a big statue of him on Mandalore. We see this in, in oh. Rebels. Um, so she says that we, you have to reunite the child with its own kind. Which, does that mean other Yoda species or Jedi? <gasps> I didn't think of that. Hmm. I just and assumed it meant Yoda species. Me too. <laughs> I, that's what I did too. After listening to some podcasts, other people said, what if it means Jedi? And like, oh, that could be cool. Um, I would there aren't Yoda many species. of them left. <laughs> You're going to have a hard time finding Jedi, uh, you know, five years after Return of the Jedi. But uh, Luke's kicking around, and yeah, uh, I, don't, no. I don't think Luke has started his... Uh, five years after, I don't think he has yet oh started gosh. the, the Jedi Yoda? Academy. Jedi school? Uh, oh, right. my gosh! Are you oh, laughing about that? So cute. No, oh, really? See, I, that all all I think about is the Jedi Temple burning down and all of them being killed by oh. the Knights of Ren and Kylo. Yeah. And I sure hope the Odlet wasn't there then. Yeah, uh, me too. So, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> so anyway, she she uh, says a foundling is in your care by creed until it is of age or reunited with its own kind. You are as its father. Oh. This is the way. So the mudhorn signet is uh, I gotta I gotta make but myself I'm gonna custom make myself a pop socket image of the mudhorn signet I think yeah he didn't defeat the mudhorn himself he didn't so it but there he was helped but, by an enemy but they're a clan of two he's not his enemy she said you are a clan of two that means there's two of you in your entire clan oh. together they defeated. <laughs> I know, clan. isn't that so great? Uh, it's a so tiny the mudhorn, the mudhorn makes sense. It is a tiny clan. You're right. Um, Wait, does that mean Baby Yoda's a Mandalorian? Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, Baby Yoda's <laughs> like, a Mandalorian. It's like a Baby Yoda Mandalorian Jedi. The, he's a foundling. He's a Mandalorian yeah. Jedi. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But his species is Yoda. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, he. The, the, you know the first Mandalorian Jedi? Uh-huh. Tarvisla. Tarvisla? Yep. Wasn't the only Mandalorian Jedi or Mandalorian with Force powers? No. I don't think I don't think he actually was, though, because they, they, they said the first Mandalorian Jedi. So I think there have been more since then. Mm. Um, but yeah. So um, I'm super glad that they gave us a scene of the armorer kicking butt. They could yeah, have oh, just yeah. not given us that. I mean, that didn't need to be there. No. But I'm so glad but it was. was awesome. Because we might have known she died. it made me so happy. Uh, we might have thought she died, though. Maybe, yeah. But then there'd um, be a good reveal she did. So I love how she beats them with her forging weapons, you know, yeah. like her hammer and stuff. And I love that, you know, the, 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 the armor of the stormtroopers is just like cheap plastic that just shatters when she hits hard enough. You know, and then like compare that to the Beskar. Which would yeah. never in a million years shatter if you hit it with a hammer, you know? Like, it's forged by a hammer. That's how she made it with the hammer. Yeah. You can't break it with the hammer. That's how you make it. And and the Stormtrooper armor is just junk. Mm-hmm. Plastic junk. I love it. Um, so, so then, oh yeah, so they get to the lava river that they're going to go to escape on. And as they're walking to the boat, uh, after Kara, like, shoots this dried lava, this, you know gets the boat away and they're stepping on the boat ig11 says watch your feet it's molten lava and cara dune says no kidding <laughs> i just love that little moment <laughs> he's like 
Way to state the obvious IG droid. Uh, and then there's that weird astromech with four arms and long legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's weird. And he's kind of like a gondolier in like Venice, you know, in, in Italy. Oh, where yeah. On the, on the river roads, you know, and, and the gondoliers sing sometimes, right? There's like this image of the singing gondolier. Uh, and the, the astromech unit actually sings. He's humming as he's like pushing uh, them along. It's so funny. Um, and then, oh, what uh, is the stuff that goes into the molten lava made out of? <laughs> Something the that the lava doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, IG Eleven too didn't didn't melt when he stepped into the molten lava because IG Eleven sacrifices himself. Yeah, um, there was you a know, really really good moment with yeah. Ben and it really was. And him, there he he was just ple- He was like. Don't don't go in yeah. the lava. Don't like. Yeah, there's another way. There's got to be another way. Yeah, he was like, he I haven't admitted, but I care for droids. Yep. At least you, you save Baby Yoda. Don't like. Yeah. Don't. You tried to kill yourself. Baby Yoda, then you and were then, programmed, and then, then you, you saved me. Baby Yoda, <laughs> and then you saved me. <laughs> and and IG Eleven says, "You are sad. Don't be sad." And he's like, "I'm not sad." But he was like obviously choking up. Yeah. He's like, I have analy- I am a nurse droid. I have analyzed your voice. <laughs> uh, so good. So then he walks out and blows up all those troopers, and they get out of there. And then Moff Gideon comes in his tie, and Greek Karga is all of us. He is all of us watching this episode when he says, "Hey, let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. <laughs> Come on, baby, do the magic hand thing." <laughs> <laughs> and the Yoda just waves at him and smiles. It's so, so funny. Cute. Oh, Wait, so now good. this part is epic. Oh, it's so good. So Disney Dim- got like, a jetpack. Oh, that's jet right. He got the jetpack. We forgot to say that. Yes, he got the jetpack. Dim got a jetpack, and he goes up, and he's just he tries to place a bomb. He gets a bomb because well, no, like, he grapples. He shoots like a grappling oh, yeah. hook at the tie as it flies by to catch it, and then rep- you know comes. <laughs> The grapple hook, you know, sucks back into his little grapple thing, and then he gets back on the tie, and he's trying to place the bomb, yeah. And then drops the bomb. Yeah. And then he takes another, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to put here, these on here. And then I think he just jumps off and yep. uses his jetpack. Yep. And then it blows oh, right so out good. of the sky. Oh, it's so cool. And you hear and Gideon kind of look, and he sees the little... Little he's sensor like, oh, alarm. No, he's no, like, no, 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 it blows no, no. Up. It's so good. And then we see uh, this giant wreckage, and it's just horrible. It is. It looked so good. Like we've seen stuff like this in Clone Wars and Rebels with Mandalorians kind of flying and like uh-huh. getting onto ships and stuff. But this yeah. to see it in live action, yeah, just it looked so good. Because we've seen so well done. do this like ten times. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, yeah, yeah. live action oh. was really cool. Yep. So Moff Gideon crashes, and of course he dies, right? Because whenever a TIE fighter crashes, the person inside dies. Yep, of course. Especially if they're an important character, like, you know, Moff Gideon or Kylo Ren. Right, of Um, course. They have to die. So, you know, flaming ball fire on the ground. Of course they're dead, right? Of course they're dead. Yeah, so that's that's done. Um, And (laughs) Kara says she's going to stay on tomorrow, um, maybe to be a bounty hunter. Grief says maybe a clearer name, maybe. Um, Maybe change her chain code? I don't know. Um, and then Din takes off with the Yodlet and he kind of flies away just like the Mandalorian took off with him when he saved him mm-hmm. from whatever, on whatever planet that was. Um, and then we see him burying Queel. Aww. Super sad. And then he flies off with the Yodlet 
And that's it. See the wreckage. That's it. No, that's it. wreckage. right. Just to establish one last time that Moff Gideon's actually yep. dead, they show us the wreckage. Wait, no, yep. but here's actually what I thought was going to happen. The Jawas are salvaging and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I thought it was going to sink. Yeah. And then explode. I thought oh. it was going to do that too. <laughs> but instead, Moff Gideon works no, out. No, Moff Gideon's And stands dead. on top of his TIE Wait, fighter. Wait, how does Moff Gideon get out of the TIE fighter? He cuts. He cuts through it. Himself out. With, with just a plain old lightsaber, yeah. right? Yeah, no. no yeah, just not, a plain old not lightsaber. The, how, wait, how did he get a plain old lightsaber? You're <laughs> acting like this isn't a big deal. How did he get a lightsaber? How does he know how to use a lightsaber? No, it was like... Oh, wait. No, it was it's like... the dark saber. Yeah, it was like some vibrablade. Nothing, nothing much. <laughs> yeah. Then he walks out, stands on top. Like, the light, the dark saber's right there. And we're just like, oh, what? How does he how have he the dark that? saber? I mean, he does mention the Night of a Thousand Tears. He probably stole it. Uh-huh. Wait, is that before? And, is he well, last? who's the last person we saw with the dark saber? Sabine, right? No, Bo-Katan. What? I know. I'm worried for Bo-Katan. So I guess we'll see. Oh no, I don't want her to die. I don't either. <laughs> She's amazing. Mm, she is. And you know, if we see Bo Katan in season dead. two, even if it's in a flashback, we may also see Sabine in season two. <gasps> Live action Sabine. Oh, I want it so bad. It should be played by oh. by by what's her name? No, because she doesn't oh, look like would, Sabine. Oh, she could she do does it. though. She, she could, do, could it. do it. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So this I mean yeah, we were talking about the person awesome. who played Sabine and Rebels. Oh, of course. Yes. Of course. And because I'm recording a podcast, I can't think of her name. Any other time I would. Uh Tia Sirkar. Yes. Got it. Okay. So here's my theory. Season seven of the Clone Wars, we're gonna see a young Moff Gideon working for the Republic during the Clone Wars era siege of Mandalore. He's going to stay on Mandalore as a governor, become a Moff once the Republic converts to an empire, kinda like uh Panaka does. Panaka becomes a moth, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. So For the Empire? Mm-hmm. Panaka does, yeah, from, from the Phantom Menace. Yep, Panaka. Yep. Every time I watch. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's not necessarily gonna like you again. He he doesn't Ever. love the Empire, but he does become a moth. Um so we gotta get going because uh eagle eared listeners Eagle eared? Hmm. No, uh, will maybe have heard my stomach rumbling a couple times during this episode because <laughs> oh, we have so to many times. we have to go eat. Um, so, but before we go, uh, really quick, we're going to talk about favorite episode, or maybe if you have to choose two, you can of the season. This is something you got to do, you know. Uh, got to say what's our favorite. So, really quick, I'm going to go through them all. So we got the opening episode, right? The introduction of Queel, the Yodlet reveal at the end. Chapter 2 is the Jawa episode of the Mudhorn and the Egg. Chapter 3 is where they go. he goes back to Navarro and saves the Yodlet, decides to become the, the Yodlet's father figure, basically. Uh, chapter 4 is Sanctuary, where they go to Sorgan, and uh, the he has just a little bit of a time to breathe, you know, and at the village, and then the big ATST thing at the end. Uh, chapter 5, the Gunslinger. And uh, the introduction of Fennec Shand, who I think we're going to see again. Um, I can't even think of the name of the bounty hunter he was working with. (laughs) But I can remember (laughs) Fennec Shand's name. Uh, Chapter 6, The Prisoner. Uh, The worst people ever. 
the the crew that he works with to break out the worst person ever. Uh, chapter seven, uh, getting the gang back together or getting together for the first time, going back to Navarro again, uh, and and then we have chapter eight, the last episode. All right, my two think, favorites. Anna? Yeah, I think um, sanctuary mm, and the Sorgan? end. Sanctuary and the last episode. Yeah. Okay. I think those are my favorite. Okay. And then my least favorite. Oh, sure. Let's pick least. Yep. Is Gunslinger and the Prisoner. Those two. Okay. Those that two. They just didn't go bowed with my me. My sure. favorite is Gunslinger. Okay. And my favorite is Sanctuary by far. So it is my favorite. It is just Sanctuary's so really good. good. So your least favorite is Gunslinger. Favorite is Sanctuary. Mm hmm. I did not think you were going to say that. Okay. What did you think I was going to say? I don't say? know. I, I mean, I, I thought maybe Gunslinger... Well, I thought The Prisoner would be your least favorite. I didn't like Gunslinger. Interesting. You know that. I well, told you that. Okay, okay. I didn't like um, it very much. I think if I had to pick a favorite, I would say... Ugh, that's hard. I'd probably say the last episode is my favorite. Um, but I also really liked the the one... Where he went back to Navarro and and decided to to oh, save yeah, that's the my old friend's look. favorite. Too. Really, yeah. that's not my favorite. Mm. That's my friend's And then all the Mandalorians come it's in at the end. It's just not. He loved Mandalorians. I liked it, but yeah. there's there's a something about dark settings in movies oh, and TV shows yeah. that I just don't like. I just yeah, can't. I don't. Stand. I don't agree point. with them. I wasn't a huge fan of that that's, last fight. That's the, why the, Sanctuary the, came to me. Like it was dark. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's why Sanctuary came to me like. Oh, there's yeah. the bright green color. Yeah. yeah, that's why I like. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, and then getting the and game those... together wasn't my favorite either. Seven. Yeah, because, because it was again dark. It was dark, and there was birds, and it was really I just just dark, mm. just dark things. Just don't mm. agree with you. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Okay. Interesting. Um, you know, I have heard that uh, uh, criticism of Mandalorian as a whole is that it comes off as dark. Like, not, like, really? dark, but as actually just darker than normal television. Oh. Um, and I think I think it, it could be true. You know, just as a whole, it's just, there's, the lighting is less vibrant than your standard television mm -hmm. show. Um, all right. It's a standard television show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch TV. Oh, I'm starting to sound like Queel. <laughs> that's not Quill. If you liked our reviews, <laughs> that's not Quill. Sorry, who am I sounding like? I am getting over a cold, so my voice is starting to get froggy. It means it's time to go. Yes. Uh, so this is the last episode of We Have Spoken until the season fall. Season one, because season two is coming out in fall of 2020. Yeah. And uh, and that'll be also the return of We Have Spoken, which yes. is this awesome podcast that you are listening to. That I is hope, like amazing. I hope they announce. So, I hope they announce some of the same directors that we got this season, but also some new ones. Definitely. Um, yeah. And, and really quickly, anything else you hope to see in season two? Yoda species. Liam. Yoda species. I hope to get the name, and I hope. To see Din Djarin's face again. Okay. And I hope that their bond becomes stronger. Which it will. Baby, oh, the Yodelists sure. and the Mandalorians. Also, yeah. I hope that my theory is proven that Yodelets or Yoda species mm -hmm. are Gamorrean guards with differences <laughs> than normal Gamorrean guards. Okay. And okay. they're smaller. I think they're like, you could just like call small them, people. You could just call them Gamorreans. 
They're small people. Oh. I don't think they're all guards. Gamorians. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, you know, humans. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Why is that even funny? Why is that funny? It's funny. It's like all these humans. It's like how there's humans and small humans, like oh, people that sure. are just smaller okay. than normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that I think is probably the least likely theory I've ever heard. I know, but it's so good. Okay, well, it is pretty good. I want I you like to it. develop that theory. We'll talk about it in episode one of season two. Uh, if you like these reviews of the Mandalorian, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, write a review of us. Uh, we would love it. And consider pitching in a buck or two to keep the lights on over at patreon.com slash yeah. children of the force. Because we don't like it dark. We don't like it dark. Exactly. And of course, for everything else, uh, including merch, if you want to get a Children of the Force t-shirt, you can go over to childrenoftheforce.com. All right. Until next time, keep your coverts hidden, your magic hands well rested, and we'll probably see you back on Navarro before you know it. have spoken I have spoken I have spoken